Hare Krishna everybody. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. One of the only last remaining sane places <laughs> on the planet as a whole world is turned upside down. I've heard the news that His Holiness Shiram Maharaj, one of my best friends, has COVID even though he's been tucked away in New Brajadam in the safest place possible. So these people who are thinking that the COVID is just a hoax or it's just a, been over-exaggerated or whatever, I don't know what universe they're living in or what planet they're living on, but it's not going to any way away any, anytime soon. And we should really take shelter of the Lord even though it's a small percentage of the earth that's dying from it, there's 50 million people now who've contacted it. It's no joke. It's not just the flu. Anyway, let's continue uh, to prepare ourselves for whatever happens in this life by absorbing our hearts in the Eternal pastimes of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Maybe it's just my voice. Yeah. But then somehow or other it comes back. Yeah, there's some program for playing it again. Srila <clears throat> uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada had this to say about the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. In due course, Mahapralaya, devastating floods will inundate the entire universe. If you attempt to survive by swimming in that deluge, then do not neglect to take hold of Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, and Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Or, if you cannot hold all three, then release Bhagavad Gita. If necessary, you may also relinquish Srimad Bhagavatam, but under no circumstances release your hold on Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. For if this one book remains, then the flood can do no actual damage. Because after it is subsided, the message of Shastra can be revived from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita alone, it being the essence of all Shastra. Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Nityananda Jai Dvaita Chandra Jai Gora Bhakta Vinda Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Nityananda Jai Dvaita Chandra Jai Gora Bhakta Vinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vinda So, we've reached the 19th chapter of the Madhulila and the title of the chapter is The Instructions of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Rupa Goswami but so far we've heard some lovely pastimes, the Lord's exhibiting ecstatic love of God in front of um, uh, what's the name? Oh, I've got a mental block. 
Hare Krishna. Uh, Balabhavata, uh, Balabhavacharya. Uh, at that time he was called Balabhavata Acharya. And he went to his place and exhibited ecstatic love. Rupa Goswami exhibited the dhanya, humility of a pure devotee and completely blew the mind of Balabhavata Acharya, who was very attached to being a position in a position of a brahmana and uh, a, a, a great authority on his own, in his own right. So now, out of worry for Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, because as soon as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to the other side of the Triveni, he went to the Yamuna side and he jumped in as soon as he saw the water in ecstatic love and Balabhavattacharya was uh, worried for his safety so he decided after having lunch with him that he would take him back to Prayag uh, by way of the Ganges. So now Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is back in Prayag and here is where he's going to meet here is where he's going to meet Rupa Goswami and instruct him for 10 days straight about the goal of devotional service and how to attain it. We're beginning with text 114. Due to the great crowds in Prayag, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to a place called Dashashrameda Ghat. It was there that the Lord instructed Rupa Goswami and empowered him in the philosophy of devotional service. Purport Parasya Shaktir Vividaiva Shuyate The Supreme Lord has multi-potencies which the Lord bestows upon His fortunate devotees. The Lord has a special potency by which He spreads the Krishna Consciousness Movement. This is explained in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Ancha 7.11. Kali Kalera Dharma Krishna Nam Sankirtan Krishna Shakti Vina Nahi Tara Pravartan One cannot spread the holy name of Krishna without being specifically empowered by Lord Krishna. A devotee who, who, a devotee who receives this power from the Lord must be considered very fortunate. The Krishna Consciousness Movement is spreading to enlighten people about their real position, their original relationship with Krishna. One requires Krishna's special power in order to be able to do this. People forget their relationship with Krishna and work under the spell of Maya, life after life, transmigrating from one body to another. This is the process of material existence. The Supreme Lord, Sri Krishna, personally descends to teach people that their position in the material world is a mistaken one. The Lord again comes as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to induce people to take to Krishna Consciousness. The Lord also empowers 
a special devotee to teach people their constitutional position. Text 15 Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught Srila Rupa Goswami the ultimate limit of the truth about Lord Krishna, the truth about devotional service, and the truth about transcendental mellows, culminating in conjugal love between Radha and Krishna. Finally, he told Rupa Goswami about the ultimate conclusions of Srimad Bhagavatam. Text 116 Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught Rupa Goswami all the conclusions he had heard from Ramananda Roy and duly empowered him so that he could understand them. 117 By entering the heart of Sri Rupa Goswami By entering the heart of Rupa Goswami Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu empowered him to ascertain properly the conclusions of all truths. He made him an experienced devotee whose decisions correctly agreed with the verdicts of the disciplic succession. Thus, Srila Rupa Goswami was personally empowered by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Purport <clears throat> The principles of devotional service are only apparent under the jurisdiction of material activity. To be rightly guided, one must be personally guided by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This was the case with Srila Rupa Goswami, Sanatan Goswami, and the other Acharyas. 118. In his book, Chaitanya Chandrodaya, Kavikanopur, the son of Shivananda Sen has elaborately described the meeting between Sri Rupa Goswami and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. 119. In the course of time, the transcendental news of Krishna's pastimes in Vrindavan was almost lost. To enunciate explicitly those transcendental pastimes, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu empowered Srila Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Goswami with the nectar of his mercy to carry out this work in Vrindavan. Purport This verse and the following two verses are from Act 9, 38, 29 and 30 of the Chaitanya Chandrodaya by Sri Kavi Karnapur. Text 120 From the very beginning, Srila Rupa Goswami was deeply attracted by the transcendental qualities of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Thus, he was permanently relieved from family life. Srila Rupa Goswami and his younger brother, Vallabha, were blessed by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Although the Lord was transcendentally situated in his transcendental eternal form at Prayag, he told Rupa Goswami about transcendental ecstatic love of Krishna. The Lord then embraced him very fondly and bestowed all his mercy 
upon him. Text 121. Indeed, Srila Rupa Goswami, whose dear friend was Srup Damodar, was the exact replica of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he was very, very dear to the Lord. Being the embodiment of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's ecstatic love, Rupa Goswami was naturally very beautiful. He very carefully followed the principles enunciated by the Lord and he was a competent person to explain properly the pastimes of Lord Krishna. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu expanded his mercy to Srila Rupa Goswami just so he could render service by writing transcendental literatures. 122. The characteristics of Srila Rupa Goswami have thus been described in various places by the poet Kavi Karnapur. An account has also been given of how Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu bestowed his causeless mercy upon Srila Rupa Goswami and Srila Sanatan Goswami. Text 123 Srila Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Goswami were the objects of love and honor for all the great stalwart devotees of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. 124. If someone returned to his country after seeing Vrindavan, the associates of the Lord would ask him questions. 125. They would ask those returning from Vrindavan, how are Rupa and Sanatan doing in Vrindavan? What are their activities in the renounced order of life, in the renounced order? How do they manage to eat? These were the questions asked. 126. The Lord's associates would ask, How is it that Rupa and Sanatan are engaged in devotional service 24 hours daily? At that time, the person who had returned from Vrindavan would praise Srila Rupa and Sanatan Goswamis. 127. The brothers actually have no fixed residence. They reside beneath trees, one night under one tree and the next night under another. 128. Srila Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Goswami beg a little food from the houses of Brahmanas, giving up all kinds of material enjoyment. They take only some dry bread and fried chickpeas. Text 129 They carry only water pots and they wear torn quilts. They always chant the holy names of Krishna and discuss his pastimes. In great jubilation, they also dance. 130 They engage almost 24 hours daily in rendering service to the Lord. They usually sleep only an hour and a half and some days when they continuously chant the Lord's holy name they do not sleep at all. 131 Sometimes they write transcendental literatures about devotional service and sometimes they hear about Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and spend their time thinking 
about the Lord. Text 132. When the personal associates of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would hear of the activities of Rupa and Sanatana Goswami, they would say, What is wonderful for a person who has been granted the Lord's mercy? Purport. Srila Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami had no fixed residence. They stayed beneath a tree for one day only and wrote huge volumes of transcendental literature. They not only wrote books, but chanted, danced, discussed Krishna and remembered Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes. Thus, they executed devotional service. In Vrindavan, there are Prakrita Sahajyas who say that writing books or even touching books is taboo. For them, devotional service means being relieved from these activities. Whenever they are asked to hear a recitation of Vedic literature, they refuse, saying, What business do we have reading or hearing transcendental literatures? They are meant for neophytes. They pose themselves as too elevated to exert energy for reading, writing, and hearing. However, pure devotees under the guidance of Srila Rupa Goswami reject this Sahaja philosophy. It is certainly not good to write literature for money or reputation, but to write books and publish them for the enlightenment of the general populace is real service to the Lord. That was Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, Saraswati's opinion, and he specifically told his disciples to write books. He actually preferred to publish books rather than establish temples. Temple construction is meant for the general populace and neophyte devotees, but the business of advanced and empowered devotees is to write books, publish them, and distribute them widely. According to Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, distributing literature is like playing on a great mridanga. Consequently, we always request members of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness to publish as many books as possible and distribute them widely throughout the world. By thus following in the footsteps of Srila Rupa Goswami, one can become a Rupa Nuga devotee. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ki Jai. I remember vividly uh, reading this when we were recording the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And as I was reading it, I got the realization that publishing the audiobooks is going to be publishing the books. And how pleased Prabhupada is going to be. And I had to stop reading. I couldn't continue. I got choked up. According to Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, I'm repeating this last part. It is certainly not good to write literature for money 
or reputation, but to write books and publish them for the enlightenment of the general populace is real service to the Lord. That was Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati's opinion and he specifically told his disciples to write books. He actually preferred to publish books rather than establish temples. Temple construction is meant for the general populace and neophyte devotees. But the best business of advanced and empowered devotees is to write books, publish them, and distribute them widely. According to Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, distributing literature is like playing on a great madanga. Consequently, we always request members of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness to publish as many books as possible and distribute them widely throughout the world. By thus, by thus following in the footsteps of Srila Rupa Goswami, one can become a Rupa Nuga devotee. And you know, then when this was written, it was not possible. Audio books were not possible. They didn't exist. Computers didn't exist. Cell phones didn't exist. Laptops didn't exist. iPads or tablets didn't exist. Now we can read Prabhupada's books straight like we're doing and record them in audiobooks and, and publish them. So I want to beg the mercy of all the Vaishnavas listening right now to this live reading. Please uh, bestow your mercy upon me and Rasika Shiromani and Abhai Das Brahmachari. We're here in Hyde and we formed uh, or in the process of forming the BBT uh, Team BBT Audiobooks. Abhay Das Brahmachari is taking care of us like nobody, like we've never been taken care of before. He's cooking and cleaning and shopping and he goes out most days and just spend some time with the Madanga, going and chanting, sometimes distributing books and meeting people and making friends. And uh, Rasika Shiromani has hit the ground running, or rather sitting, because he just sits there. And we're, we're all of us are amazed at how he just sits there and records. I mean, uh, and, and edits the, the recording, edits the sound, preparing it for the uh, publication of the book, uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita. And then once he's fin finished with that, which should be sometime in December, then we will sit down together and polish it and do the dubbins and the polished corrections that need to be done. And then we will send it to the BBT for publishing. And just thinking about it, is giving me goosebumps. Text 133. Srila Rupa Goswami has personally spoken about the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his auspicious introduction to his book, Bhakti Vrasamrita Sindhu. 
135. Although I am the lowest of men and have no knowledge, the inspiration to write transcendental literatures about devotional service has been mercifully bestowed upon me. Therefore, I am offering my obeisances at the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who has given me the chance to write these books. 135. For ten days, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu stayed at Prayag and instructed Rupa Goswami, empowering him with the necessary potency. Purport. This is a, conf this is a confirmation of the statement Krishna Shakti Vina Nahi Tara Pravartan. Unless one is specifically empowered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he cannot spread the Krishna Consciousness movement. An empowered devotee sees and feels himself to be the lowest of men, for he knows that whatever he does is due to the inspiration given by the Lord in the heart. This is confirmed by Lord Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita 10.10 Tesham satate yuktanam bhajatam priti purvakam dadami buddhi yogam tam yenamam upayantite To those who are constantly devoted to serving me with love, I give the understanding by which they can come to me. To be empowered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one has to qualify himself. This means that one must engage 24 hours daily in the loving devotional service of the Lord. The material position of a devotee doesn't matter because devotional service is not dependent on material considerations. In his earlier life, Srila Rupa Goswami was a government officer and a grihastha. He was not even a brahmachari or sannyasi. He associated with mlechas and yavanas. But because he was always eager to serve, he was a qualified recipient for the Lord's mercy. A sincere devotee can therefore be empowered by the Lord regardless of his situation. In the preceding verse from the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Srila Rupa Goswami has described how he was personally empowered by the Lord. He further states in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu 1, 2, 187. A person acting in the service of Krishna with his body, mind and words is a liberated person even in the material world. Although he may be engaged in so many so-called material activities in many so-called material activities. To keep oneself free from material contamination and attain the Lord's favor, must be, one, must sincerely, one must be sincerely eager to render service to the Lord. This is the only qualification necessary. 
as soon as one is favored by the mercy of the spiritual master and the Lord, one is immediately given all the power necessary to write books and propagate the Krishna consciousness movement without being hampered by material considerations. So this is a very wonderful statement to give to keep oneself free from material contamination and attain the Lord's favor. One must be sincerely eager to render service to the Lord. Uh, Sanatana Goswami says something very similar to show you how they're together. He says, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, if one uh, wants to live within this material world, free from material contamination, one must make it his ambition to serve the lotus feet of the Lord. We must be ambitious to serve the lotus feet of the Lord. Everybody has ambition, but most people's ambition have nothing to do with the lotus feet of the Lord or service to the lotus feet of the Lord. 136. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, My dear Rupa, please listen to me. It is not possible to describe devotional service completely. Therefore, I am just trying to give you a synopsis of the symptoms of devotional service. 137. The ocean of the transcendental mellows of devotional service is so big that no one can estimate its length and breadth. However, just to help you taste it, I am describing but one drop. 138. In this universe, there are limitless living entities in 8,400,000 species, and all are wandering within this universe. Purport. This is a challenge to so-called scientists and philosophers who presume that there are living entities on this planet only. So-called scientists are going to the moon and they say that there is no life there. This does not tally with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's version. He says that everywhere within the universe there are unlimited numbers of living entities in 8,400,000 different forms. In the Bhagavad Gita 2.24, we find that the living entities are sarvagata, which means that they can go anywhere. This indicates that there are living entities everywhere. They exist on land, in water, in air, in fire, and in ether. Thus, there are living entities in all types of material elements. Since the entire material universe is composed of five elements, earth, water, fire, air, and ether, why should there be living entities on one planet and not others? Such a foolish version can never be accepted by Vedic students. From the Vedic literatures, we understand that through our living entities, on each and every planet, regardless of whether <clears throat> regardless of whether the planet is composed of earth, water, fire, or air. These living entities 
may not have the same forms that are found on this planet Earth, but they have different forms composed of different elements. Even on this Earth, we can see that the forms of land animals are different from the forms of aquatics. According to the circumstance, living, living conditions differ, but undoubtedly, there are different living entities everywhere. Why should we deny the existence of living entities on this or in that planet? Those who have claimed to have gone to the moon have not gone there, or else, with their imperfect vision, they cannot actually perceive the particular type of living entities there. No one can completely pin him down, <laughs> Prabhupada. The living entities are described as ananta, or unlimited. Nonetheless, they are said to belong to 8,400,000 species. As stated in the Vishnu Purana, Jalaba, Jalajalavanakshani, Stavara, Lakshavinshati, Krimayo Rudrasankhyaka, Sankhyaka, Pakshinam Dashalakshanam, Trishal Lakshani Pashavat, Chatur Lakshani Manushaha. There are eight, there were nine hundred thousand species living in the water. There are two million non-moving living entities, stavara, such as trees and plants. There are also one million one hundred thousand species of insects and reptiles. And there are one million one hundred and there are one million species of birds. As far as quadrupeds are concerned, there are three million varieties. And there are four hundred thousand human species. Some of these species may exist in one planet and not in another, but in any case, within all the planets of the universe, and even in the sun, there are living entities. This is the verdict of the Vedic literatures, as the Bhagavad Gita 2.20 confirms. Najayate mriyate vakajachin nayam bhutva babita vanabhuyaha Ajodnityak shashato yam purano nahanyate hanyamane sharire. For the soul, there is neither birth nor death at any time. He has not come into being, does not come into being, and will not come into being. He is unborn, eternal, ever existing, and primeval. He is not slain when the body is slain. Since the living entities are never annihilated, <clears throat> they simply transmigrate from one life form to another. Thus there, is no, th thus, there is an evolution of forms according to the degree of developed consciousness. One experiences different degrees of consciousness in different forms. A dog's consciousness is different from a man's. Even within a species, we find that a father's consciousness is different from his son's and that a child's consciousness is different from a youth's. Just as, we, just as we find different forms, we find different states of consciousness. When we, dif when we see different states of consciousness, we may take it for granted that the bodies are different. In other words, different types of bodies, 
depend on different states of consciousness. This is also confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita, 8.6 Yang yang vapis maran bhavam jajanjanti kalevaram tam tam evaiti kaunteya sada tad bhava bhavitaha One's consciousness <clears throat> at the time of death determines one's type of body in the next life. This is the process of transmigration of the soul. A variety of bodies is already there. We change from one body to another in terms of our consciousness. Text 139 The length and breadth of a living entity is described as one ten thousandth part of the tip of a hair. This is the original subtle nature of a living entity. Text 140 If we divide the tip of a hair into a hundred parts and then take one of these parts and divide it again into a hundred parts, that very fine division is the size of but one of the numberless living entities. They are all chitkana, particles of spirit, not matter. Purport. Srimad Bhagavatam, wherein the Vedas personify, offered their obeisances under the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Whoops, I missed something. Yes, purport. This verse is quoted from the commentary on the portion of Srimad Bhagavatam, <clears throat> wherein the Vedas personified, offered their obeisances under the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Lord Krishna confirms this statement in the Bhagavad Gita, 15.7. Mamai Bhangsho Jiva Loke Jiva Bhutak Sanatana. The living entities in this material world are my eternal, fragmental parts. Lord Sri Krishna personally identifies himself with the minute living entities. Lord Krishna is the Supreme Spirit, the Super Soul. And the living entities are his very minute parts and parcels. Of course, we cannot divide the tip of a hair into such fine particles, but spiritually, such small particles can exist. Spiritual strength is so powerful that a mere atomic portion of spirit can be the biggest brain in the material world. The same spiritual spark is within an ant and within the body of Brahma. According to his karma, material activities, the spiritual spark attains a certain type of body. Material activities are carried out in goodness, passion and ignorance or a combination of these. According to the mixture of the modes of material nature, the living entity is awarded a particular type of body. This is the conclusion. Text 141 If we divide the tip of a hair into 100 parts and then take one part and divide this into another 100 parts, 100 parts, that 10,000th part is the dimension of the living entity. This is the verdict of the chief Vedic mantras. Purport the first three padas of this verse 
from the Panchadashi Chitradipa, 81, are taken from the Shvetashvatara Upanishad, 5.9. Text 142. Lord Krishna says, Among minute particles, I am the living entity. Shukshmanam Apyaham Jiva The living entity is one with and different from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As spirit soul, the living entity is one in quality with the Supreme Lord. However, the Supreme Lord is bigger than the biggest and the living entity is the smallest of the small. This quotation is the third pada of a verse from Srimad Bhagavatam 11, 16, 11. Text 143 O Lord, although the living entities who have accepted material bodies are spiritual and unlimited in number, if they were all-pervading, there would be no question of their being under your control. If they are accepted, however, as particles of the eternally existing spiritual entity <clears throat> as part of you, who are the Supreme Spirit whole, we must conclude that, there, that, there are, that they are always under your control. If the living entities are simply satisfied <clears throat> with being identical with you, as spiritual particles, then they will be happy being controllers of so many things. The conclusion that the living entities and the Supreme Personality of Godhead are one and the same is a faulty conclusion. It is not a fact. Purport This verse, which is also from Srimad Bhagavatam, <clears throat> 1087-30, was spoken by the personified Vedas. And I will stop here. The reading. I just my voice just left me. It went went away. Uh, so Hari Krishna, Hari Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hari Hari, Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hari Hari. By the mercy of the supreme personality of Godhead, in the form of His holy name which is not different from him and is imbued with his full potency, uh, we can understand these things, even though they are not within our purview. By, by the mercy of uh, the Supreme Lord through the Vedic scriptures and through the mercy bestowed by the Holy Name upon living entities. So we are so fortunate. We live in such a difficult time on the earth, like right now, always, but especially right now. And uh, we, we should just be overwhelmed with gratitude that we can hear these things and understand anything about them. But Prabhupada is so merciful that he's putting these things in such simple terms and they are edited I might add in such a wonderful way 
that we can actually absorb ourselves in Krishna consciousness just by hearing about them. Even if you don't have a very good memory, even if you can't go into samadhi, the hearing of these literatures, if you're actually absorbed in hearing them, that's why I'm so blessed, because when you read them, you're, you're forced to keep your mind fixed on what you're doing. You notice every once in a while, if my mind goes somewhere else, I'll miss a word, or I'll skip a line, or I'll do something else. But once the mind is fixed, and you're just hearing and relishing, it is non-different, I'm telling you, it's non-different than being in samadhi. You don't have to go anywhere, you don't have to do anything else, you just have to sit down and surrender to hearing these literatures like this. Hare Krishna. All right, if there's any uh, reflections, discussions, points, comments, questions, whatever, I'm at your service. I don't know anything. I can't remember anything. Especially after this last incident of my major surgery. But still, Every time I sit down and read Chaitanya Charitamrita, like this with you all, I just you you empower me, and something comes out. What can I say that I can't even remember? This means if you just keep hearing for forty-eight years, you'll remember something, even if you're highly unqualified. Hare Krishna. Brian Phillips wrote this at the very beginning. Hey, Bhakti Brian, I'm waiting to hear this. Go ahead. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Here again for more nectar. Ears and eyes open and a receptive heart at the ready. Wow. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you very much, Bhakti Brian. I was just waiting for that. You finally came out with something and it was the essence of what we were just talking about. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much for setting the proper example and being so steady and steadily eager to hear. This is sincerity and it is the only qualification for receiving the mercy of the Lord. Congratulations. Hare Krishna. This is from Stefano Rampoldi. Stefano Rampoldi. From Italy, Milan. From Milano, Italy. I like your reading. Well, thank you very much. I like your name and I like your attitude. <laughs> I spent almost a year in Italy when they purchased uh, Villa Vrindavan. It was a huge project and it was dilapidated. It was the shell of a building, but it was very aristocratic. It belonged to Machiavelli, very famous. And so I was brought down there from France and me and Dayanidi Prabhu, we had a car and a driver and he was my translator and we went on a marathon to make devotees and in 45 days we made 30 devotees to put into Bill of Vrindavan so that we could start the project. Well, that's one of the things that happened. And it was very lovely. Italy is a very pious place. I came out with the realization that if, if, if the soul falls from, me, from India, which is the highest place, most pious place, 
probably comes next to, to Italy. <laughs> anyway, Hare Krishna. Thank you for that co nice comment. Vajaloka. Hare Krishna Vajaloka. I hear that uh, Italy, I mean, that Hungary is being locked down again. She says, Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the All glories to your transcendental daily readings. Today we are listening to the reading with our preaching team together. Oh. This is our team building time away. How nice. Thank you for your elevating association. Well, thank you for bringing your team on board. I remember when I came there and preached the necessity of building a team. So I'm very happy to see that that uh, thought has, has come into fruition by your sincere devotional service, Hare Krishna. Thank you so much. From Gopakanya Devi Dasi, she says, Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, mm. all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Gopakanya Devi Dasi, Hare Krishna. From Saloni Sachi Sundari, Hare Krishna Maharaj, all glories to Srila Prabhupada, all glories to your divine service, all glories to the divine souls listening to the nectar. Hare Krishna, CC. Hare Krishna, complete package, thank you. Rati Manjari says, Jai Guru Maharaj, you are rendering real service to the Lord. <laughs> the the Lord is 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 doing everything actually. I'm just I don't know what I'm doing, Hare Krishna. But I like to read the books. That's true. She says, All glories to the team BBT audio books. Yes. May it be so. Thank you very much. From Madanadaha. Madanadaha, long time no here. Hare Krishna. He says, Gurudev Ki Jai. Haribo, thank you so much. I hope things are going well there in Kansas City with your healing profession. Brian Phillips also writes, All glories to Team BBT Audiobooks. Such a wonderful service and tribute to Srila Prabhupada. Hare oh, thank Krishna. you so much. Please, bless us so that we can do this. We're, our goal is to bring out release the Chaitanya Charitamrita by Gaur Purnima. It's a big challenge. But anyway, we're going to try. This is a comment from Yadutama Das. Yes, Yadutama. He says, so nice hearing all of personal service you're all doing for Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for the inspiration. And please give us the mercy to serve Srila Prabhupada like you do. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. I'm not doing anything. I'm just trying to get well so I can do something. Rati also writes, May you all accomplish all your desires for publishing Srila Prabhupada's audiobooks in excellent fashion. Well, thank you, Rati Manjur, and may you continue to chant the Hare Krishna mantra in the streets of of Amsterdam until everyone's dancing in the streets with you. Hare Krishna. <laughs> she says, Guru Maharaj, may your bright, sincere, sober, and uplifting voice 
vibrate Srila Prabhupada's teachings into the ears, homes, and hearts of millions of souls. Ooh, I just got a big mercy. Them. I just got a blessing. That's a huge blessing. Thanks, Rati. Eloquently said. Sudevi Dasi says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hmm. All glories to the assembled devotees and all the devotees who serve you directly and indirectly. You are so precious. What good fortune we have to know you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Well, this is what causeless mercy means because I'm getting to associate with all of you. Hare Krishna. Noel says, Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. Thank you for this daily nectar. All glories to the assembled devotees. Hare Krishna. This is a question from Ashesha Bandhu Das. Ashesha Bandhu. It's a new name. I haven't heard it before. Ashesha Bandhu. Hare Krishna. He nice says, to meet you. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, I would like to ask, how many souls, jivas, live in one body? Thank you, your servant. <laughs> well, there's so many you can't count in every body, but there's one prominent soul. That's the Atma of this body. That's you and me and all the living entities. And we are providing consciousness to the structure, to the parts of the body. But there are also worms and germs and all kinds of living entities, viruses, and all kinds of living entities. And I don't believe that there is a number and I don't. We don't need to know that number. It's it. That would. That's kind of. I would. I would call it useless information. It may be information content. It may be interesting, but it has no value in uh, taking us towards uh, pure devotional service. So much knowledge is there in the universe, and most of it is just distracting us from focusing our attention exclusively in devotional service to Krishna. I say this, I've been saying this a lot lately and I've been hearing it a lot lately also from Gopi Parandana Prabhu and others. And that is that once the heart, the soul is located in the heart and once the soul has actually given itself to Krishna and to one spiritual master and to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for this life to just give oneself completely that's what it means to fully surrender. It what, it's what it means to perform pure devotional service. You have to give yourself, and that means all of yourself, not holding anything back for anything else, but just to serve and to help Chaitanya Mahaprabhu spread the movement somehow or other according to our capacity and according to the arrangements made by uh, the Supreme Personality of God and in response to that desire, to that ambition to serve Him. 
Hare Krishna. Prajaloka Devidasi says, Everything is happening by your mercy. We are just trying to follow your instructions. <laughs> anyway, that's the way it works. <laughs> I'm just trying to follow Prabhupada's instructions. That he just, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, he made this comment in the, uh, his commentary to, to the Bhagavad Gita verse 241, Vyabhasayatmi here about how the soul who is serious is fixed in one-pointed attention in devotional service. And in the, in the, purpo- in the commentary, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur says that the, it is a duty of the, of the disciple that the, that the order of the spiritual master should become his life and soul. And of all the commentaries that he did, and he did a lot of commentaries, and they were all widely acclaimed by all authorities, bona fide authorities, as uh, the most intimate, confidential, sweet, and powerful descriptions of the actual relationships and activities that go on in the spiritual world. But out of all those, Prabhupada picked this one to become inspired by to fulfill the order of his spiritual master to come to the West and save us. Order of the spiritual master is the life and soul of the disciple. That is the secret to advancing in spiritual life. Hare Krishna. Mati Manjari writes, I am just so happy with you. <laughs> You're pretty easy to please, Rati. <laughs> this is the last thing as of now from Vrajaloka. She writes, I really like that point from today's reading that if we want to get the mercy of the Lord, we only have to have a strong desire for serving Him. Please bless us to have a strong desire like that which you have to serve Sri the Prabhupada and Lord Chaitanya, your servant, Rajaloka Devi Das. Thank you, very nice. We get, she gets the last word. Rajaloka, oh, there's something else? Uh, Rati Manjari writes, it's Gopakanya's birthday today. Gopakanya, happy birthday. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna to you. Hare Krishna to you. Hare Krishna, dear Gopakanya. Hare Krishna to you. May you never take birth again. May you never take birth again. May you never take birth again. Hare Krishna to you. Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita ki jai. Samabeda Bhakta Brinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. Thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same subject matter. And we'll carry on with getting empowered by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself and their eternal associates through the lotus lips of Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna, see you tomorrow night.